You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. It's gone 8.36 uh, Central African time at the time of the evening where we join Anwar Qasim on his segment, Driving with Anwar. Anwar, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And tell me, how are you doing this fine, cold evening, Anwar? Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Alhamdulillah, Brother Shafat. I love the stress on the cold weather, but it's been like this for the last few days. Alhamdulillah, you know, the problem is waking up. That kills you, Brother Shafat, really. But unfortunately, we all have to wake up. We all have chores in the morning and work to do. So alhamdulillah, you know, it, it, you'll be getting by. Now, alhamdulillah, I like the uh, spirit there, and uh, you're sounding upbeat uh, this evening. Uh, while the pets are keeping you happy, or they put a smile on your dial, or is, you, you, you like the coldness, Anwar? Most definitely, Brother Shafat. You know, the good thing about the cold, in summer it brings down all those funny rodents, you know, and have a phobia on certain of them, especially cockroaches. But alhamdulillah, you know, uh, in times like this, we do have the occasional mosquito that comes buzzing every now and again to visit. But otherwise, I, I think it's just too beautiful, the weather. But people, you got a tip here. Yeah? If you really want Anwar jumping, take a cockroach or two. Yeah. Tell me, hey, you don't fix my cab, I'm going to put the cockroach on you. <laughs> I don't know. Can you recall any cars uh, that they look like cockroaches, Anwar? Hey, not really. You know, the, the irony, the other day I was reading an article, very interesting, about the uh, Nissan Juke, you know, and I, I was behind when I'm telling my wife, you know, look at this car, look at the design of it. Apparently, <laughs> the, the, the Japanese actually did a survey, and, and it was a market researching uh, thing that they actually did, and when they made the Juke itself, the Nissan Juke, and they said, you know what, we'll design an ugly car, and let's see, like, what the market value holds for it. And I'm glad they did very well in that, I suppose, mainly because the Japanese vehicle, but also if you look at the dislike of that car, I, I don't know, I think it appeals to people. I, I'm not really sure, but it definitely doesn't appeal to me no matter how I look at it. But likewise, I suppose, you know, preferences when it comes to taste differs on people, and that is the reason Almighty made it such that everything, be it from our color to the car to the house to our eating habits, everything differs. So I suppose, you know, uh, people li- like differences. Yeah, you talk about that uh, Citroen, you know, people, I'm talking about cockroach here, but the Citroen, they used to say, hey, that car looks like a frog, and what? Yeah, most definitely. But what a beautiful vehicle. If a person looked at it from the technical point of view, uh, if you look at the, uh, the old Citroens, they could actually travel with three wheels. If you took out one wheel in one of the tires, your, your vehicle will still uh, actually move because it, that vehicle was controlled by hydraulics. So the moment you started up, the vehicle uh, raises off the ground, per, you know. So it had some beautiful ability. In fact, when they advertised the vehicle many, many moons back, when they first introduced the vehicle, uh, it was introduced to say that if anybody ever toppled or somersaulted this vehicle, uh, the factory will give you a brand new, reimburse you the brand new vehicle. And nobody, up to this very day, or for the duration of the time of the vehicle, nobody ever toppled the mm-hmm. vehicle or somersaulted or whatever it is. So yes, a very remarkable vehicle. Although the looks weren't all there, but if we go back in time, if we look more back in the 40s and 50s, you look at the Oldsmobiles, you look at the, uh, you, you know, the Chrysler, all those old vehicles, you know, those wingback vehicles, 
And they were very beautifully uh, designed. If you look at the seat, you know, six people could comfortably be seated in the front seat. Now with the laws that we have, the two in the front, and you must have your seat belts and everything. But if you look at the old vehicles itself, especially the Chrysler, they were huge vehicles, you know. All of them had its own beauty with all the curves. So like the Citroen, although it was full of curves, you know, look at the Beetle. The Beetle rode out over 20 million Beetles. You know, that itself will tell you, you know. So I suppose, as we mentioned, you know, it's people's preferences when it comes to vehicles and shapes. Yeah, as you said, uh, there were the Pontiac Paddle scene, there were the Impalas, and these were like, you know, really beautiful looking cars and so forth. And, you know, uh, people used to drive it and... Uh, uh, very few accidents, and uh, yeah, when I mean, they brought these cars, the imported cars, uh, only a, a few selector could afford them, and so forth. Uh, and uh, did the VW Beetle look like a Beetle in your eyes? I, it did. I, I love that vehicle. I, I don't know why. I owned one for a very short period of time. I, I remember when the, I first got the vehicle, a friend of mine, I was young, he told me, you know, Robo to Robo, you must champ the vehicle, literally champ it because it used to be air-cooled. It was obviously not water-cooled. And the history behind it is actually Ferdinand Porsche actually designed it in the, in the I think it was the Second World War. You know, he was captured by the Germans and he designed, uh, Ferdinand Porsche himself designed the Beetle. And they took 200 francs, I remember reading the article. Uh, Hitler actually collected 200 francs from the people, thinking that he would corn the people. And it was called all-terrain vehicle. And Alhamdulillah, it did so well at that period of time. Right until 1988, the vehicle was still being manufactured in Mexico, you know. So at the present moment, even if a person has Beatles, obviously a lot of them, especially the split screen, became a collector's item, you know. So you can still get brand new original parts for the vehicle from the factory. You can actually import them. And it was a very simple vehicle to work with. You know, so yes, uh, you know it all. It all depends, I suppose, about the noise, the buzz of that vehicle, the rattle. You know, it was a very simplified, very small rubbers it has for the doors, but it gave you that feeling. You know that uh, it's like there was no other vehicle out there. You know, and I love that about that vehicle. Absolutely, and uh, if I'm not mistaken, there's a car called the Barracuda. What is a Valiant? Uh, uh, you know, under the Valiant banner, I don't know which banner it was. But that barracuda looked like a barracuda, Anwar. Yes, most definitely. I, I know exactly. I can picture exactly what you're talking about. It was actually from the Valiant, uh, one of the, the descendants of that. And a very beautiful vehicle. It, it resembled a charger thereafter. If you look at the Dodge, the Dodge Charger, I think we all can uh, picture that vehicle. You know, mm-hmm. very, very close resemblance to that vehicle. And a very nice, sporty vehicle. At that period of time, those were all the road racers, uh, you know, out there at that period of time. And a uh, very, very nice vehicle. Once again, we're talking about collector's items, your brother Shafar. Uh, absolutely. But uh, you and I, our favorite. Is that Ford Mustang? You just can't beat oh, it, Anwar. Definitely, the '68 Mustang fastback, short boot, the most beautiful. I always tell my family, I says, you know, next life, you know, most probably I will want to own one. But uh, the price range right now is ridiculous. Uh, you know, you get a D-lap one for about half a million rands, and they go for over two to three million rands at the moment. The '67, '68 fastback. You know, so I wasn't much of a fan of the Mark One. But uh, that uh, was a remarkable vehicle. Just by looking at it, it doesn't need to be in motion. And you can see the fierceness of that vehicle. I mean, the Mustang, the emblem, the logo itself will tell you, you know, the beauty of that vehicle. One of the most beautiful 
Ford that uh, the vehicle, if it rolled out from the Ford company, I think is a Ford Mustang. Well, people, I'm not talking about next life. Yeah, I don't think he's thinking that Hindu of reincarnation. He's saying next life when he's in Jannah. Seven <laughs> lifetimes. You know, the Hindus <laughs> believe there will be seven lifetimes of reincarnation. So the next <laughs> life is the Akira Almighty will bless me with a Mustang. Maybe no, that's what I'm saying. Hey, you're going to be in the style of driving a Mustang in, in Jannah. I mean, and I thought we're talking about these cars. But the cars uh, you can afford on the average salary in South Africa right now, you know, uh, the middle class is virtually being obliterated, uh, being taken out of the equation. But uh, what cars uh, can, uh, you know, you afford on an average salary? And what? You know, one needs to understand basically, uh, you know, there was a drop in salary increases by 2.7%, you know, this year alone. And they, the stats were actually done, and they say the average person earns between twenty-two to 25,000 rand take-home, which I, I don't really believe. I don't know where they get the stats from, really, Brother Shepard, honestly, because I don't see that happening in KZN. I see it in Johannesburg, mm-hmm. I see it in some other provinces, but definitely not in KZN. You're the starting salary on average, depending, obviously, we're not talking about honors and masters, we're talking about an average worker, you know, a layman out there. The starting salary is anywhere between six and a half to 12 thousand a month. So where these guys got the stats of twenty two to twenty five thousand take home on an average, I really don't know. But as you mentioned, we have eliminated you know the lower uh, income group altogether. So I, I suppose they actually looked at the notch of medium to uh, higher income groups. So anyway, after that's been said and done, if a person had to average twenty five thousand a month uh, it is allocated that you know he needs to actually set aside 25% of that uh, that money. I would say something to the tune of about 6,000 rands, you know, in order to buy a vehicle, pay for the vehicle, uh, have his fuel uh, expense actually cut into the 6,000 rands, and also at the same time, you know, uh, have his insurance up to date and things like that. So the vehicle that the person will actually be looking for will be in the 5,000 region which puts him in the uh, place of about a vehicle that actually sells for anywhere between 200 and 220,000 rand, which your installments will actually favor you something like uh, 4,800 or 4,900 a month. You know, so, and that is over a 60-month period, obviously, a balloon inflated period of time, obviously. You know, so there is quite a few vehicles in the market, and three of them that actually surfaces is all Suzuki's. And uh, if you look at uh, Suzuki Solerio, for, for word's sake, it's also about 183,000 rands. And your monthly installments on that is 4,100 rands. The Suzuki Expresso is 170,000, you know, and the, your monthly installment turns out to be 3,800. And the last Suzuki is the Desire, which is actually sells for 198,000 rands. And your installment you expect to pay is about 4,500 rands. Now, obviously, this is zero uh, deposit if a person has to just take over, uh, basically buy the vehicle and takes it not under residual also. You know, then you look at the Proton Saga, that's us about 199,000 rands. You look at 4,600 rands. So likewise, there's quite a few, uh, if you're a Toyota fan, then you got the Vitz itself, that's us about 190,000 rands with an installment of 40. So likewise, in the bracket, you're looking at all light motor vehicles, 
fuel econ- uh, uh, very economical on fuel. Maintenance plans are beautiful on these light vehicles because they, they're not hard-wearing vehicles. People use it from door-to-door, basically. It's not so much used on long distances itself. So the warranty and the maintenance plans on them are beautiful. So obviously, the expectancy of that vehicle, the life expectancy of the vehicle, you know, goes without saying that it will last you a good duration of time, most probably in the five- or six-year period of time, you know, that, that you're actually taking over or paying off installments if you look at the layman itself. You know, so all is considered and uh, said, you know, uh, as we mentioned, 2.7% uh, drop in salary at the same period of time. Right now, the economy is on a downslide. You know, although the price of uh, vehicles or the sales of vehicles has increased year in, year out for the last three years after COVID uh, or in the midst of COVID itself, I think the first year we had a very, very low drop. You know, but alhamdulillah, it has picked up considerably high and one really needs to consider very, very carefully, especially in the economic or the global crisis that we've been facing at this present moment, if they really need to commit to that said vehicle. Although you might have a surplus of money or maybe five or six thousand extra every month, you know, the car is a necessity to a point also it becomes a liability, depends how you look at it. You know, so think very, very wisely before you commit on something like that. That makes a lot of sense, Anwar, and Jazakallah Khaira for, you know, bringing out uh, the salient features of uh, uh, that article. Now, everything you need to know about uh, driving in the snow, Anwar, I see weather. I mean, uh, you know, generally when we talk about South African conditions, we don't uh, make room for icy weather. What are some of the precautions uh, that we should be taking, Anwar? You know, uh, the funny part is uh, a few months ago I was watching those videos and the road surfaces in perfectly fine. It was, I think, in Canada itself. And you see these cars just sliding away, you know. It is parked on the side and next thing slowly and gradually starts moving by itself. And people, you know, while walking, you see they just start gliding, basically. And it's black ice. Now, black ice, a person needs to understand. Snow is one thing. You have a better chance of actually driving in snow itself than driving on black ice because black ice is actually a sheet of basically dried ice itself that you really can't really notice. You'll notice a very glossy patch, basically. Now, if you look at uh, a Canadian weather, for word's sake, or Switzerland, you know, you have uh, seasonal tires where people actually put in snow tires. But we, unfortunately, in South Africa, we're not really prone to so much of snow, so we don't have so-called snow tires, you know, or soft uh, radio tires. those type of tires. So you don't find us actually packing out or bringing out our snow tires because we don't possess them. So when it comes to actually driving in snow and considering the weekend that has passed, you know, and the cold that we experienced, you know, a person needs to be very, very guarded, very similar to driving in hail. I remember being caught up in hail way back in a few, uh, many, many years ago. I think I was in Escort and the hail was very similar to snow. It was basically like close to a knee deep and cars all over the show was actually, you know, uh, sliding off the roads, you know, in front of me and had my Golf 1 GTI. I wasn't married that period of time. But alhamdulillah, you know, I managed to stick because basically I, I think your gut instinct sets in your, your driving ability, your skills actually takes over. You know, obviously if you're driving in weather like that, especially in snow in conditions, you know, unfavorable, I would say don't accelerate, you know, get the grip of your vehicle, know your vehicle. In other words, just feel your acceleration, don't brake hard, keep a distance of 10 to 12 seconds 
but uh, behind the other, the vehicle in front of you, you know, if your vehicle decides to tailspin or spin out of control, swing your di- you're steering in the direction of that spin itself until such time it comes to a gradual halt itself. Don't brake when you come in actually downhill because it is relatively dangerous. Your car can actually slide and you can lose complete control of the vehicle. And before you actually go on any journey, make sure your your vehicle, your your brakes, especially your tire inflation, all that is constant or consistent with the car manufacturer's, uh, you know, uh, uh, label or writing, as you may put it. But a person needs to be very, very guarded. I would honestly say to wrap it up all, if there is no need to drive in snow, don't go out there. A lot of people of mine, a lot of friends I know, actually took a drive from Durban all the way to Moy River Escort just to have a look at snow. It can be dangerous at certain periods of time. You know, you, you, so, you know, we need to also be very, very wary and be precautionary about, you know, our driving ability because we really, as we mentioned, on a normal day, we drive for everyone else on the road. You know, so in times like this here, it's, it forms a crisis, I would say, because you're not sure if the vehicle in front of you is going to get stuck or what's to happen. So just be guarded, especially in bad weather. Now, Lord, you know, they're burning all these trucks here on the main uh, route. You know, the, uh, you, you, uh, Ramaphosa said that this is the heart, you know, of the economy, this route from, uh, you know, Durban uh, to uh, Johannesburg and so forth. Uh, what's your thoughts on the burning of these trucks, Anwar? Uh, you, you know, uh, your take on it, maybe there's a sinister force behind it or there's a mafia cartel behind it. Who's behind the whole thing, Anwar? You know, really speaking, I don't understand this country, you know. On one side, we're, using, we're holding up placards and we're looking for employment, you know, and there's no job opportunities. And here we have this few scoundrels, you know. And they actually, if, if you look at the incident that you're talking about, these two cars pulls up in front of these trucks, pulls the drivers off the truck, takes off, takes their IDs and burns the trucks. I mean, what do they get out of this? Be it a foreign or local driver, what difference does it make? It adds to the economy, it adds to small industries, maybe big industries. You know, by doing all this, don't they even have the audacity or the thought or the brain to understand they are actually stifling the growth of employment or the growth of the economy in South Africa, but yet you will be the one who will complain first. You'll be burning the trucks on one side and we complain. You know, I could never understand the thought of certain people. If you look at the freeways itself, if you look at, uh, you know, just before Spaghetti Junction near Old Port, you know, uh, they're always burning things. And the, the cops will be pronounced. They'll be right there. And they do nothing about it. All they do is direct traffic away from the fire, away from the people. But why don't you put a stop to it? You know, so we have a lawlessness country and there is obviously no logic in burning things. And it seems like they want to burn this whole country. For some reason, they're burning the universities, they're burning the schools. It it seems to be quite a period of time now. They seem to be burning trucks. If you look at, uh, I think, on uh, the weekend that passed, they burned six other vehicles in Fanzian's past. You know, so I have absolutely no idea as to why they do it. I, I can't really say they're uneducated because it takes a, lit- a literate person to burn one thing. You know, you, you can't be that daft out there. You know, but all I know is it's just stifling the growth of the economy and the people of this country. They are basically not helping anything in this country. So they should not even be able to cast a vote because really speaking, they are the one that's stifling our growth.
Yeah, no, I mean, uh, okay for that. Uh, but, you know, when I used to come to your workshop uh, many years ago, and you used to have this Subaru there. I say, Anwar, you know, I want that car. It's like, hey, chef, man, you know what? It's heavy on fuel, man. I said, Anwar, I want that car. But now, I see that the Subaru, uh, you got this, uh, the new Subaru 2.4 liter uh, turbo Subaru Outback has arrived in South Africa. Talk to us about this uh, Subaru, uh, Anwar. You know, it's actually, that's the beauty of the vehicle. And why I was keen on this article, because it had the WRX uh, motor. And one of the best motors, racing motors, that ever came out in Subaru. And if you look at Subaru itself, it's an all-wheel drive all the time, you know, to simplify it. A very beautiful vehicle when it comes to road holding. Uh, this vehicle, even the management system has been upgraded on. Now, there are three different models that will be introduced into South Africa. And all those 2 liters, 2.4 liters, it has some very, very beautiful features uh, like 18-inch alloy mags. Uh, when it comes to the warranty uh, on that vehicle itself, it's got 150,000K uh, warranty with a five-year thing that actually follows it. Uh, if you're looking at your motor plan itself, it's three years of 75,000 kilometers. And the price ranges was anywhere between 780,000, if I remember correctly, or uh, right up to what I think 960,000 rands. But it has very, very beautiful features. Uh, your towing capacity, I think a lot of people are, you know, especially for long distance uh, drivers itself, it, they'll be very keen on something like this because it can comfortably pull a load of 1.8 tons, which is 1,800 kg itself and it's relatively fast on takeoff you know for a heavy vehicle like this year zero to 100 kilometers in uh, I think it was 7.5 seconds which is exceptionally good so when it comes to the motor itself 183 Newton meters torque you know so that is something you know kilowatt it is a beautiful vehicle those who know Subaru itself, it, you know, I think people hold back because of the spares availability of it. But you will find that this vehicle in that range, especially this outdoor range itself, will do exceptionally well. Because so far, for them to introduce the into South Africa itself will tell you the sales here in Subaru is really picking up very well. No, absolutely, Anwar. And, uh, you know, as you say, it's a... Uh... It's a lovely car. It's a heavy car, but uh, uh, you only get this uh, Subaru's in uh, petrol. Uh, do you get it in uh, diesel? Uh, diesel to Anwar? I, from all I know, it was always petrol. I, I could be wrong about that. I, every vehicle that I ever worked with was a petrol vehicle. I, and the good thing about it is, it's a it's an all-wheel drive, as I mentioned. And a lot of friends of mine actually use it as family wagons or family vehicles itself. You know, so. I know it's petrol, but I stand to be corrected on that. Alhamdulillah, we always are learning all the time. But, uh, yeah, I think this uh, car goes well with fuel. But uh, very heavy on fuel, Anwar? Um, I would say a little. Any vehicle that is all-wheel drive will be a little heavier than the normal vehicle. But, you know, the beauty of this vehicle, just to let our listeners know, I worked on quite a few of these motors, and very, very similar to the VW Beetle motors, where only four bolts holds it. You know, to take out this, to do anything, even to change the spark plugs or anything, you know, you've got to pull the motor out. And it's a very simplified thing. Your lug just comes out, so the whole motor can come out of the vehicle at very, very much ease. Unlike, you don't need to actually stress yourself and work under the hood all the periods of time. 
you know, just a few bolts and the whole motor comes out. So it is actually done in a very, very beautiful, pristine way. You know, when it comes to designing of the motors on this vehicle, it's built very much similar to the um, VW Beetles where the heads are on the side of the of the block itself. You know, it's not facing up. So the intake is more like up. I will actually refer to the down the letters on the Rolls Royces. You know, most of the conventional cars, you know, like the V6 Cortinas itself, it had the intake on the top and had heads on the side. But this is generally literally on the side itself so yes a beautiful vehicle very very high performance vehicle and i would say when it comes to as you mentioned fuel efficiency a little heavier than anticipated because of the all-wheel drive absolutely mashallah this evening anwar i enjoyed the drive with you your parting words uh, this evening Alhamdulillah, you know, Bel Shafat, as long as they don't burn any more trucks, maybe they just felt cold because they knew the uh, winter weather is coming in or the snow is about to fall. I have no, absolutely no reason why they do what they do. But Alhamdulillah, very, very beautiful weather. We, ha- we I-, I think a lot of people are not experiencing load shedding, which is a very, very good positive note in South Africa itself. And I think just those few things, by keeping the lights on, I think, you know, it resonates to a point where people think positively out there. So, inshallah, you know, uh, people out there, wherever you are, be it young or old, you know, take your dean very, very seriously. Because lately, a lot of people I know seem to be passing away. A lot of people that is young is also getting very sick. So make dua for all of them also at the same time. And keep yourself at heart and keep yourself in mind because, you know, people need to change sooner or later, Brother Shafat. No matter how good we, we are, we can always be better. You know, so inshallah, people out there, just go out there and progress and strive to the betterment of yourself. As I said, I really enjoyed the drive with you on your segment, Driving with Anwar. You have a blessed and lovely evening ahead. We'll talk to you soon. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Time for us to go for the Isha Zan, and inshallah we will continue after that.